is. Love Talk Radio. And welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I am your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. Whoa. And what are you laughing at when we start the well, show here? I, I thought for a second, but I couldn't be sure because there was some dog noise. Uh, I thought that the lead music was kind of like, it was sounded like the tape, the Walkman was running out of battery. Oh. It just started like it was slowing down. Right. I looked up and then it sped up. And yeah. what kind of, that's the uh, that was te- weird... that's the technology we've got going here. We could that's be what I'm going. We for. could be low on batteries hey, at 80s. any time. It's 80s week. Uh, yeah. So this week, uh, the Purge Anarchy. Yeah. And uh, I know there's plenty of the Purge fans <laughs> out there tuning in right now. Right. And uh, man, we so we saw this yesterday. You know we. We will usually say some stuff that's going on. First of all, right. like like Metacritic, it's right about fifty. Right around fifty. Rotten Tomatoes. I, I haven't looked at Rotten Tomatoes super recently. That. We could pop that up if we really cared, which we don't. But uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it was uh, something around like forty-ish. But yeah. this was a while ago, so you know I'm that's always maybe there were only three critics at the time, right. or who knows. <laughs> right, I'm gonna look. I'm but uh, anyway, um, you know, not a movie anyway that is something that is gonna take over the critics. Right. I mean, from the get go, they don't even have to watch it. You know that it's not gonna <laughs> it's not gonna be like ninety all of a sudden, right? right. The, the greatest thing ever. Right. Anyway, but. Um, you know, I like the movie, and as much as we may coming up kind of bag on parts of the this movie. This be a funny one, yeah. Uh, what happened now? No, no, I'm just thinking, like, oh. this will be one that we like but rip apart in our review, and then we're like, yeah, eight. Or yeah, you know, it's, it's the other way it's around. It's weird because um, I, I really had low expectations for this, and I wonder how much I was a lot more okay with what I was watching just yeah. because I figured what I was you doomed. Think? What did you, right? yeah, right. What did you think that you were going to get from the expectations from the trailer? Like what were you? Well, now, you know, thinking? here's, here's the thing is that I had a little bit of strange expectations. Maybe, um, first of all, I have not seen the original. Okay. Right. And, uh, I had heard a wide variety of things about the original. Yeah. I mean, I had heard people liked it. I had heard people thought it was stupid, but it's very much uh, more solidly a horror movie than this movie is. Yeah. It's really about you got the one house, you got you've got the whole overarching theory of this purge that happens, which is every year there's a 12-hour span on like March 21st from yeah. 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. the next morning, where all crimes are legal, right. and, and and then. Suddenly, I don't think this had anything to do with the first movie, but suddenly they throw in this thing that there's like, you know, class, weapon something, yeah. you can't explosives. No, no dirty bomb. Right. right. There's only certain explosives that you're allowed to use. And I imagine at some point you get to, uh, because, you know, they had a lot of guns in this yeah. in a lot of different ways. But then some of them, it was like government people. So right. you don't know if that really counts for, you know, God knows what's going on. But, I yeah. mean, they had like a rail gun in the back, yeah. of, a, in the back of a semi. semi yeah. And, like, does that count? Is there, is there a gun too big? Yeah. Or, you know, can we just, like, go right. steal a tank from <laughs> Army base or right. something right. and just start I, going through? I don't know. Anyway, but they had some weird explosive rule, I guess, just because. Right. Just I mean, to, you know, who knows? I think it strangely sets up for the third film. Like in a weird way, not not in a great big thing, but I feel like I also never saw the original, which right. is kind of weird. We're, this is one of those rare times we're watching a sequel without either of us seeing right. the first one. But from what I've heard people say, it it certainly follows like there's there's building blocks there. Right. And I guess I have to see the first one to understand it. And I, and it's not through the story; it's just through the idea of the purge. Right, and they they give you a big intro, and they say there's there's a fair film. amount of stuff like later in the film. This isn't necessarily a spoiler, but they say like the government, you know, people aren't purging themselves as fast as the government wants. Right. So right. there were all these little hints that potentially could be um, a sequel, and I guess the other thing I didn't know 
although it makes sense, is that the writer-director did the first one, too. Right. So he's basically telling his trilogy of ideas here. Right. This is, this is so his I, baby. I, who knows? Maybe it isn't. And, Maybe that's giving him too much credit. And uh, whether we start bagging on it a lot or yeah. not, I, I like the movie in a very like theoretical way, just because yeah. he, the first one was such a like weirdly micro-budget thing. Yeah. And, you know, what did you need? You needed, like, right. a house and some <laughs> yeah. actors. Yeah. And, you know, like any number of horror movies, right, where yeah. really how much money do you need to do right. certain theories of horror movies? Right. And that was the same thing. It's like we got this house. We're going to – we throw out this idea of this purge. And so – You've got these. It's like home invasion, but like legalized. Right. <laughs> and, right. And now you're inside the house. Yeah. Trying to figure out how to survive, and you know, it, it's not like you. Can, right. What if you can't call nine one one? Yeah. Right. No when, one's gonna come. When the people just right. stand outside your house and go, we're coming in. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, Here we go. And you can't call anybody. Right. So and then now expand that to <laughs> now we're we're playing with the whole city of L. A. Right. And like you said, when uh, we were walking out, it, y- y- instead of really being horror, yeah. it, I, because it's just really not. There's, yeah. you know, there's like tension and there's, yeah, you right. know, kind of the people are scared kind right. of. But yeah. it's not really like horror. It's more like, you know, escape from New York yeah. kind of uh, vibe. Yeah. I don't know. What. I really, I, I just looked in and for whatever it's worth, Rotten Tomatoes has it at 52% with the audience at 69. Right. So it's right around the same right. as Metacritic for whatever that's worth. But, you know, I, I don't know wholly that this was a really amazing movie, but I had a lot of fun with it. And right. part of it is like what you were just saying. We, we echoed the same sentiment, which is I really thought this was going to suck. I thought this was going <laughs> right. to be on Tammy level, you right. know, like a weekend where I'm like, man, we got to see a film. This is, won't anything show up. I, I went into it thinking uh, there's something to this idea that's very interesting. And so I thought it's probably going to kick off okay because we're, you know, they're going to flesh out our new theory of what we're doing, which in this case is, you know, not being trapped inside, right? But being trapped outside, right? When you meant to be inside and safe, yeah. And now all of a sudden you're you're outside where you don't want to be, right? <clears throat> and then what happens? And I figured we were going to get some decent fleshing out of things and yeah. then it just was going to go all <laughs> yeah crazy Haywire. and goofy well i love there's so many things about the concept about the precipice of this that are interesting to me both from just the socio-political thing that is and, and this isn't even reading into it and sometimes i didn't have to read anything this was so hammered at us you right. know it, it would have been less subtle if there had been a character whose name was samuel and everyone would just call right. him uncle sam you know what i mean like right. that's the kind of heavy-handed you know symbolism but I like what this person is doing, even though I haven't seen the first one. And I keep hearing universally this one is leagues better, oh, right. which is which is interesting. But we'll you know I'll I'll find out. Which for is myself. scary because but. one of the other things we jokingly said on the way out is now I'm kind of curious about seeing the first one. Too. Well, yeah. So I, I think I'm going to have to do that on a point of principle. But I like the idea that stage one is you're not safe in your house, which is where you're supposed to be safest. Right. Stage two is you're not safe outside. Right. Like really, you're just not safe anywhere. Right. So I, I like that aspect. But it's really far from a horror film, which is, you know, and we're jumping around a bit, but which is kind of one of the things that we do, which is, you know, did you get the film that the trailer advertised? And for me, no. No, not at all. I thought this was going to be a lot like The Strangers or, you know, like a Last House on the Left where there's really a home invasion and people have to defend themselves. Which is like the the first one. Right. And I thought maybe more And the the trailers of this, you know, they... They give you the idea that we're outside and right. we're in L.A. and we're on the run, but I still really thought we were continuing a lot more in the horror yeah, so area I, I of what we were doing than what this does. Even when there are things that go on where you think this could like really kind of get horror-y yeah. <laughs> or something. Yeah, it really could have. Um, they they don't go that way with it right. at all. They you know they go this whole other kind of escape action yeah. kind of a feel to things. It, it certainly felt very indicative to me for a series of films that I liked. I don't love the whole genre because there's too many duds for it. But films like The Warriors, Escape from Precinct 13, right. and Escape from New York. Right. This film to me, for a lot of it, uh, up until about 15 minutes before the end, really felt. A, a contemporary attempt at doing those films, not not with more special effects or anything. 
actually just about as bare-boned as it could be. But from a guy who seemingly, and I don't know his tastes, but certainly loved those films. And for me, maybe it's more um, just the way the trailer was presented. It just made me think more of like an Eli Roth film, like Hostel. Like you're going to be stuck inside and people's fingers are coming off. You know, that kind of thing. And it, it kind of could go that way, but like you said... They just make a decision, but and they, it doesn't really do that at all. They just didn't go that direction. And then even, um, you know, one thing that I thought was kind of odd almost in watching it was that it was almost like they set up these, especially at, later on a little bit, they set up all these things where it's kind of, we're going to have a little horror vignette in the middle. Right, yeah. And suddenly stuff is going to be really spooky and scary. Yeah. And it's almost like they they take a horror scene and they pull the camera way back where you can see everything, and then you go, well, see how now it's not scary? Right. And it was like such a weird thing to do. There's one part where they get trapped in this uh, thing where people are, like, hunting them, and you're like, okay, now it's just going to be like, Right. Shit's jumping out at you, right, yeah, and, right. you know, whatever. They're yeah, in the dark exactly. and all this stuff. I thought and that. yet, they don't do any of they the really stuff don't. that you think is going to happen. It's weird. It's very, it's very <laughs> encouraging, too, to see a film built on so many easy tropes that, that really embraces it. Right. And almost in like a, you know, almost in kind of a fooled you kind of way. Just as like, no, I'm not going to do that. Right. I'm not going to do anything cheap. And, and it doesn't go for cheap stuff. It right. actually stays pretty and, and it really actually... Uh, you have to kind of think of it too as still not having a huge budget. Like if right. you watch, really if you watch the first one, you knew the second one was coming because if you make a movie for a million dollars and you make like forty, yeah, something people are going. Look, I like those odds, and <laughs> yeah, we're I'll gonna roll. we're gonna make another one, right? Yeah. But it still doesn't have like a giant budget. No, no. So no. you can't. You know, if you watch the first movie of this and you go, well. That looked like it was made really cheaply. That's yeah. not really a fair <laughs> right. argument against it, right? right? And you're almost still in the same boat here. Yeah. Even though, I mean, it looks you know slick enough or whatever, and it looks like a yeah. theatrical release, but it clearly looks like something that doesn't have a giant budget behind it, yeah. too. So there's a moment where early in the film we're introducing, and this one, I mean, not to jump too far ahead, but this just goes with the whole it's not a horror film thing. It it kind of made me think that it was still going to be. We're introducing to the characters, there's basically five major ones. There's a couple who are separating. They're coming out of a grocery store, and out of nowhere, one of these purgers slams into him. And it's the equivalent of a cat jumping on a piano, just to give you a jolt. I didn't jump. I kind of figured something was going to happen, but I'm like, the movie's going to be a lot like that. Right. And it it doesn't. It really just doesn't go for that sudden you know, musical score and then a, a figure slams. Right. It's jarring, but it's supposed to be like in a real way. Like if you're in the city and why anybody reasonably, even with two or three right. hours left is still on the road, whatever. But, but I thought that was effective. And I thought this sets kind of the tempo and then it isn't that tempo at all. It's, it's kind of clever. Right. I, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I, I got to say too, um, we got to throw out ratings. Okay. Hmm. Right. We forgot. To we're we're a long way from the yeah. beginning of the show without right. any ratings because but I do want to say, uh, before we do that, we didn't get a, a whole lot of emails um, that were, I guess, questions that we can do anything with. But we got several emails. Uh-oh. <laughs> we, got Uh-oh. A, we got a lot of emails because last week we talked about how we weren't sure what we were going to do, but probably it was going to be this because yep. we don't want to see sex tape, Right. which uh, – apparently people could hardly more universally hate. Right. So uh, glad I didn't see that. But we said we we probably will see that. And uh, then finally, once the show got like put up and it was official that this is what we were doing, then we we got a few more emails. But we got a a lot of emails, really, of people basically expressing the idea, is it even worth listening to the show? Because I know what you're going to do. Oh. And... Uh, the joke is on them. Right. <laughs> this is going to be the greatest show of all time. But we, we got a bunch of emails saying, like, should I even tune in? Because I know you're going to hate it, and and I don't want to go see it anyway. So, right. so what's in it for me? <laughs> so what's Basically. in it for me to listen to you two idiots ramble about this movie that you're gonna that I know you're going to think sucks? So now, <laughs> when we give our ratings... Ten. It's almost like we're doing and then we it can do the, then we can do the end people, of the year right? review and be like the one that nobody listened to. Uh, that's what right. Is it? 
so ratings. I'm going to make you go first. I'm at a seven. Really? Yeah. See, I'm even higher than you. Yeah. I, I really like the film a lot, and I had a lot of fun, but I accept what it is for what it is. And I really didn't like the end. Right, I didn't. And it really, really started to sour because I thought, even if the end had just been kind of mediocre, not, and I don't even think this is a horrible ending, I just think it, of two or three choose-your-own-adventure endings. This is kind of not right. the best. This would be my least favorite of all. Right. It, it, kind of really, it kind of really sidestepped it a bit for me. So, yeah. I mean, I was probably at an eight before, and I just thought, well, there's a few problems with it. There's a couple little things, and I'm still having fun with a seven. I really thought this was going to be like a four. I thought, me, it, I thought it was going to be like a is, two or three. For me, this is leagues above what I, what I thought, but I'm about a seven, seven right. and a half maybe. I mean, once I start talking about how much fun I had, I could, I could easily be seven and a half, but I feel I'm seven. Right. I'm giving it an eight. Yeah. And I'm giving it an eight largely because uh, even though there's lots of stuff that I don't like That's about it. That's not much better than me. That's just... Well, there's only so much better than seven to be, dude. <laughs> Well, there's three uh, more. You <laughs> right. could be ten. Um, even though there's lots of stuff that I don't like about it, yeah. uh, A, there's lots of stuff that I do like about yeah, it. Yeah, there is a lot. And I actually had like a really good time watching yeah. the vast majority of it. Yeah, me too. And it was such a... You know, I feel like to a certain extent it's a cheat because a lot of it was more fun because... I think I had such low expectations. This is part of that. that. A lot of it, I was kind of going, I cannot believe that I'm liking this. <laughs> and, it's, and that's, yeah. It, it's like that's a little bit better than just liking it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you also you get know, to go, I can't believe this is good. There's yeah. certainly a degree there of being happily and gleefully surprised that it's much better than I thought. And then once I remove right. that from the experience, then I'm left to just, you know, kind of review the film as a whole. And, I, and I've, to be fair, I've actually bumped up reviews you know, in the past when we've done this because I've been so surprised. Right. So there is a, there's a bit of a catch there. But what was really strange was at one point during the film, um, just before they get, almost about halfway, just before they get to the house that they're going to, I right. almost wanted to lean over and be like, I don't know about you, but I'm having a blast with it. But, <laughs> right. But strangely enough, though it isn't nonstop action, there's there's almost nowhere to just kind of break the film and just chit, like not that I like talking in the middle of, of a movie right. anyway. I actually loathe it, but I almost was like I'm pretty surprised how good this is. Right. But there's no moment to really do it. There's something fun and engaging happening almost all the way. Right. And that's about eighty five ninety percent of the film. I'm totally locked in. There is, you know, oddly enough, for a movie like this, one of the things that I would really expect to say, no matter if I liked it or hated it or whatever it was, yeah. I would really expect in this movie going in to say, by the time I walk out to go, well, I know where I would cut 20 minutes out of it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> because we say that a lot anyway. We do. But this is a movie that practically like from the start of it, you figure they have kind of an idea and they're going to be having to stretch yeah. stuff out to fill like feature length time. Yeah. And it's not going to go well, and right. I'm going to be sitting there going, this scene could be five minutes shorter, yeah, and yeah, we yeah. could not be doing this for as long. And there really wasn't so you know, much. One of the smart things, I, I, I can't speak about the first one, obviously, as we've said, but one of the smart things about this film was I'm glad it wasn't just from the perspective of the guy, Leo. You know, I'm, I'm actually glad that they made it an ensemble piece and took time, even though they don't do it very well with everyone, to introduce like five, six different right. people because it really shares that time. And, and eventually, as you would expect, they all meet up. Right. And even though that's a little contrived, it, it's necessary. And, it, and it's believable enough. Right. But it eats up about 35, 40 minutes of stuff, just getting characterization, scenes, who they are, how they're getting there. Oh, the purge is happening. How do they get stuck? You know. Right. And I thought that was really great versus really focusing on just – if this had been – if this had been truly like an 80s film about a guy who's going out on the purge on purpose for reasons that you'll find out in the film, this would have starred some single action hero and it would have been right, right. at some point it been 20 minutes like too long. Schwarzenegger yeah, and it would have been like Schwarzenegger, somebody and it, it would have been like him against the world right. and it would have been you know, you know, one way that that would have totally gone wrong, but that would have been the movie, is that all of a sudden everyone would want to mess with him. Mm -hmm. And you're like, and then you'd have to go, you know what, dude, I could go mess with anyone. Yeah. Because right. it's right. the purge. Right. So why would everyone would keep coming after him? <laughs> right. But, you know, the other thing, not only does it not do that, 
But it just doesn't give you a lot of that guy anyway. No. It just goes There's just so, enough. It just goes, so look, here's the thing and here he goes. They make and one it doesn't, mistake. It doesn't like beat you up yeah. with it all the time. They make one mistake with him, which once we really get into it, you know, I'll mention. But it, it was it was a weird moment that I understood what they were trying to do and I just thought, There's no way this works. I don't believe it at all. You know, but well, okay, the look on your faces, I should say. Early on, we start seeing this guy, this guy. This guy is clearly preparing. He's sitting alone. He's grown the perfect amount of stubble to look exactly. Haggard. He's got right. like a day and a half of man stubble. So he's, he's on, planning this. He's now on right. the ragged edge because he's stubbly, right? right, and gritty looking and downtrodden, and his room is kind of gloomy, and he's checking out all these guns. And he's got a lot of guns. And, yeah. he's, and he's just clearly getting ready for a bunch of bad stuff. And because we want to humanize this guy immediately, he, this woman knocks on this door, and right. it turns out to be his ex-wife. Right. And she looks in the apartment, and there's nothing there except a small collection of photos on one wall that's conveniently right by the door, so anybody, UPS, right. UPS can see it, right. you know, right. whoever. And they It has have, to be there so that he doesn't have to let her in, but right. she can still see it. Right. And, right. Then, and then it makes this conversation where she's like, you don't have to do this, and he's like, go back to your new ex-husband, uh, go back to your new husband and right. enjoy your new right. life. And then we find out later, without giving away you know major things, that he's out trying to get revenge for his his son who died a year ago. And I'm thinking, there's a whole lot about that story that doesn't make sense for anybody that I know. And unfortunately, I know a few people who lost kids. Like you don't you don't divorce and find a new husband, and have a new life within eleven months. Right. You don't you don't reach this point. Maybe if there's a purge, you become this guy, but you don't become her. And she's there to be a foil for his character. I didn't believe any of it. Right. And for a moment, I'm like, wow, he's the really shitty character in this one. This guy's so two-dimensional. I'm just supposed to believe he's a badass. Right. I didn't like that. But later, I almost for- I came close to forgetting it, except it keeps coming up, you know, that he's trying to avenge, avenge his son. And I keep having to remember, I'm like, God, that would have been so much better if you just did it differently. Right. And that's a weird thing that this the writer-director here does. Um, he does so much right, but every once in a while there's just some weird little banana peel, and right. he walks right over it. He slips on it, right. stumbles. Well, there, he catches himself quick, and there's a lot to be said for that too. It's just this is this guy's vision. He wants right. these things done, and and I just didn't and, agree and with he that one. he wants to have this. Uh, it, he's got to. It's funny because the story is actually pretty well put together. Yeah, most of the stuff is well directed. But then there are lots of parts that pop up, and you know, first, like I should say, even though I give this eight, there's yeah. a lot of it that I hate. There is a fair amount. Of there's it. there's a lot of it that I just really can't stand. But some of it you have to let go because yeah. otherwise we can't have the movie at all. At all, right? right? And like, I, I did. I tried like, to let first it. First of all, <laughs> I got to think. You know, it's not that it's not far enough in the future right. for well, me. It's like. It's, it's, like 20, it's like nine years from 2023, now. 2023, and we're already on the sixth You one. immediately leaved, leaned over, and you're like, that's not far enough in the future. Well, it, so it's, tw- it's 2023, <laughs> yeah. and we're already on the sixth one of these, I gotta, which I, means the first one is like next year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to interrupt for just a sec. I wanted so badly, if I could have re-edited this film just for your viewing, I would have been like, you know, March 2023. After the apes took over. Exactly. You know, because I was like, I just want you to know. We've already gotten back from the apes. And then all all that happened in like nine years. I just want there to be like all these things. Because you're like, just doesn't happen that quick. Screw with Mark Eastman movie. (laughs) Where it all happens together. Anyway, um, but so, you know, it's it's too soon and and it's weird, especially because we've, we've had so many of these already. Yeah. But, you know, if you're on the sixth one of this, there are a lot of things that happen in the movie that really irritate me. Yeah. Even though to some extent you have to have them, but to some extent you don't have to have them. Right. And the ones that you don't have to have, then they really like irritate me. Yeah. You know, like nobody's car has a problem like a couple of hours before the purge starts right. because you haven't gotten where you're going yet. Right. There's no way that happens. I mean, like three days before, yeah. no one's moving. Right. You're not going to go, well, right. uh, <laughs> you know. I mean, there's no way that that would happen. If you really could just be killed by anyone mm-hmm. and there's nothing that could happen to you, first of all, everyone's spending the other 11 months building bunkers underground. And, you know, nobody is at the coffee shop working right. 
going, is she going to let us leave yet? Right, I mean, right. I'm out. And I, and <laughs> you're I get, you're right. not just sitting there going, well, she's still on the phone. Yeah, I'll reapply for my job exactly, tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> Seriously, you're yeah. a waitress. Yeah. I'll get another job yeah. from whoever's still alive. And I get that the idea, and this is one of the things that I actually do like, which is that it's it's ingrained. It's just it, a it, thing. It's, it's sort of normal, except that. Right. It's except so that, normal. Come on. Right. I know. It <laughs> might be sort of normal it's 40 years from now. But okay. Then, you know. And so here, so it. here's another thing. Like without giving something away, right. really at the end. Listen, no one's asleep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wide awake. No <laughs> one anywhere is asleep well, during I, those times. Well, here's the funny thing. We're doing this thing Espe- again. Especially just a guy in a house right. who has his little barricade roller things or yeah. whatever, right? Now, somebody who's, you know, got like a lot of guards, Maybe. who's in a giant bunker, he right. might go to sleep. He might right? take a nap. Cat but nap, but, but just up. like your right. average person in their house, no one is sleeping. I've, I've, I love this part, devil's advocacy rules. I actually loved what that suggested, which is, you know, you got this $99 Home Depot barricade system. Exactly. And, and not to give imagine, away. Imagine give the away, security system companies. Oh, man. They're, are like, they're, they're all for the purge. They probably lobbied the purge. But I love the idea that the facade is that, yeah, with just a door you know, that slides down. You can be safe and you can sleep on purge night. Like, right. I love that. I love that naive way. See, now here's the thing. And instead I think that works of, of, instead I, of doing it like that, right, if they would have just at some point had the commercial for that, this is what I, I, I would have liked like that. A, like a that would have been cool, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, anyway. I knew you wouldn't like that part. So, yeah, there's just there's too many things that I'm like going, come on. Well, it's like that, what you that said. That does not happen, right? You said when we walked out that it was, you know, we were both talking about how much fun it was. We weren't really delving into a lot because we save it for the show. But you're like, I, I wish that someone had just let six or ten people just one more time take a look at it. Right. And be like, look, is, if this is the world, if it really is, does this stack up? No. And, and does no, this really work doesn't. out? And ex- so the, the – But, re- like, you also the said you have, director, to, you have to let that go if you're going to – Otherwise, right. you can't go any further. But you're right. It's, you it's have to let some things go. You, you have but, to point it out, though, because you're you right. But you don't have to let everything go, right? <laughs> right. And especially things that, you know, just do that a little bit differently. Just and then little. I'm so much yeah. more hooked, right? right? But still, it was tons of fun. But we should, like, give a little layout. We've got uh, – so we've got those waitresses at the beginning. That's, yeah. that's like, one set of, of people. Yeah. And then we've got this other couple, yeah. kind of for, like, no reason – that, they, they need that, that anyone would be connected to anything. Well, see, the weird, so the weird, weird thing me. was is that they were apparently uh, on their way to his sister's house right. to break up with each other. Right. <laughs> to, to, <laughs> announce, to announce right? that they were separating. And... Uh, yeah, and it's, um, you know, I can't remember her name, but it's the girl who used to be on the Glades, and it, yeah. was, it was actually really cool to see her in something. Kylie Sanchez. But, um, Kylie Sanchez. They're... They're heading out now yeah. to apparently go to, like, I don't know if it's just his sister or if it's his family. Yeah. Like, we don't really get this big explanation. They, like, they have the encounter where the the person in the mask right. like, runs into him, whatever. And uh, and we see this, like, big group of, of masked African-Americans. Yeah. <laughs> because why not? Right. Why, why would that not be it? Right. Uh, who have like an ice cream truck and some dirt bikes? Yeah, <laughs> and we see that we see them all along the way, right? Yeah, and they end up getting stuck outside. Then you've got the one wait- waitress and her daughter yep. are where we kind of like tie the government into things because they're locked up, safe and sound in their building. They think right, and apparently, I don't know. You know, we made it through the last purge like this right. by just putting right. some four by fours on our door or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and they get dragged out, uh, by, you know, it looks like an army, like breaks into their house, uh, their, their whole apartment building and just, you know, takes everyone in the apartment building out and, and drags them out for, uh, whoever this guy is. We we don't know at the beginning, right? right? He's just some dude with an army apparently. Yeah. And, uh, and, they drag them out to be like his personal purge, whatever. Right. We get like then we see like their grandpa uh, 
it's, and then we get like really weird aspects here now with yeah. the, with like really rich people, and we've got the really poor people and the really rich people, and he apparently like sells himself to a rich family yeah. so that they can be like in the comfort and safety of their own home and like chop him up with giant machetes in order to purge, but they pay you know his family like a hundred grand or yeah, something right. in order to be able to kill somebody. Right. Which built into everything that's going on. And then we, we've got the guy who is all loaded up for bear and has done all this stuff to his car to try and help protect it because he's right. going to get the guy who killed his son. And uh, there's so many like little blips going on that it's almost like there's too much going on. Yeah. You know, the the uh, the daughter of the waitress, the waitress and her daughter are the ones who get dragged out of their house. Now they're on the run after a certain point because the guy comes and, like, saves them. Right. The, the guy who is, uh, I can't remember the character's name, but it's, like, mean dude or something. I don't know. Right. But he's, he's the man in black. He, he's, he is. He's the man in black. And he ends up rescuing them. And, unfortunately, the dude in the back of the van lives through it to come after him later. Right. But um, he saves them. Then they're all tied together. As he's saving them, our, our other two... Right, uh, the breakup couple. Our, our other two middle-class white people yeah. <laughs> who are on the yeah. run find his car and get into it. Right. And then now we're all tied together in a group, right? right. And he's got a lot of guns, so we're going to follow him right, right. and whatever, right? And and then, but they throw in all these little things everywhere. Like we've got uh, the guy who is doing these like weird radio broadcasts. Who's like yeah, yeah. the uh, the anti purge movement? Carmelo. Who's going to try to fight back? Who is uh, the guy from uh, Boardwalk Empire? Right. I can't remember his name, but Michael Michael Williams? something Michael Williams or something. And uh, he's actually really good. He's really good. In the little amount, he's not yeah, in Michael it. Williams. He's not in it much, but <clears throat> but anyway, we've got him, and we've got this alleged like anti-purge movement. Then we're throwing in things about the various ways <laughs> that really rich people just pay a lot of money to be really safe and be allowed to kill people. Right. And then we've got you know the the people who are just kind of this like riotous uprising, and all the people who are like hiding out. Right. You know, and and we've got to mix it all together and show all of it. Yeah. And you know, one of the weird things about the movie too, with all of the things it's trying to do, I would have liked to seen like one rich person who did not jump at the purge. Right. You know, like the the whole theory of the movie is that there would like be a purge, mm -hmm. or there'd be a second purge. Or right. something, right? right? Like, because, you know, one argument against the whole theory of the movie is that uh, by the time we got to the second purge, yeah. anyone who was going to play along with the purge would be dead. Right. And then now we've just gotten rid of them all. Right. But but no, in this one, everyone goes, woohoo, the purge, <laughs> I'm going to kill people, especially rich people. Right. The people who are going, man, I don't want nothing to do with the purge. Right. I'm locked, barricading myself in my house yeah. and just trying to live through it. They're all poor people. Lower or lower middle class. Yeah. And, and it's almost like, you know, we get to this whole like thing we have to say about how at the end it's like people are not killing themselves fast enough. Right. right. It's like something went wrong in our original design, which is we thought more of the poor people would go out yeah. and try to kill yeah. each other right. instead of so many of them just barricading themselves in. Right. So we have to go help them out. Drag them out. Help them out. <laughs> we, yeah. we, have to go, right. we have to go help them get killed <laughs> yeah. some more. And then you've got uh, even among the you know poor people who are out doing purging, yeah. you've got a 
fair percentage of those who are just rounding people up to right. sell to the rich people right. to be the people who are going to get killed by the rich people. That's a fun moment in the film where one of the people that you think is one of the most horrible people just says, we don't purge. We're just in it for the money. Right. And, I and love when that I happened. I really loved it. Because like, here, that's such a great turn. The movie is trying to build them up as like so creepy yep. and trying to – that part of the movie like sort of connects back to the first movie where they've got these weird masks on. Right, Because right. you want to have mask on when sure. you're purging. Right. Because – if whoever saw you kill someone or whoever you right. didn't kill, when you have to see them at the grocery store the next day, you don't really yeah. want them to know it was you. Right. Which I think is a funny thing, too, in this movie, that there's so many different things to try to explore. Mm -hmm. There's so many aspects to it. Like, you know, you have to wake up the next day right. and maybe see people. Right. And, you know, you've got the one part really early on where, like, the landlord of the oh, – yeah. or, or the – or the super or super, wh yeah. whatever he is right. of, of this waitress's building yeah. just all of a sudden goes, woohoo, and he, like, breaks into their apartment and whatever it is. But he, like, talks like yeah. he's just going to rape them. Right. And don't make me kill you. Right, yeah. But I'm going to rape you now because I'm allowed to. Right. And then, like, something's going to happen in the morning? Right. Like, what happens in the morning? Yeah. Like, I still will just kill you in right. the morning. <laughs> yeah, they have to be to change everything. Right. Yeah. It's like, right. I, I don't know. So, but, it, you know, there's lots of really weird stuff. I, I looked up real quick uh, the, the guy who writes and directs the Purge films. It's James DeMonico. And, yeah, that's right. And I didn't know, though it doesn't surprise me, that he did the remake of Assault on Precinct 13. Oh, that makes sense. Which yeah. kind of, like, I now I'm feeling kind of validated that the guy loves these kind of films right. that if I'd known that ahead of time, I would have mentioned it, but it was just kind right. of funny. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of deft movements with characterization, even though I have problems with, you know, bits and pieces of all these things. And one of the things that I kind of thought so many of the missteps seem to happen in the beginning, like the grandfather, you know, that we both agree. Yeah. That, that scene was solid. terrible. He yeah. should have just not been. I, I understand what he wants to he wants to tell. He wants to say that, you know, these are why the one percenters are wicked because they'll do these things. I mean, they're still good in the lower income families. He was so adamant about hating the night of the purge, like really kind of apologized outwardly, said, you know, I'm I just hate this night so much. Please forgive me. You know, all of this, all of this that's happening. We know, as the audience know, he's about to go let himself be sacrificed for his family. Right. But his family actually just doesn't know that. They think he's just talking really weird. I don't believe for a second that someone that acts the way he did and hates that night the way he does, that he would participate in it as easily. Like, well, I, yeah, I mean, it's like they oversold maybe, it a little bit. Right, exactly. Maybe one way or another. Would, but certainly right. not the way he's been given to us. And the problems with you know the man in black... The problems – the waitress couple – the waitress doesn't really have any problems. Her, her story's almost solid. And yeah, her and her true. daughter work out pretty well. Yeah. And the only potential problem with her daughter is that there are certain moments with her daughter where it's almost like her daughter is uh, getting lines pulled in a little bit too much from you know your standard obnoxious yeah. teen who doesn't take things seriously. Absolutely. And – there are a few spots where it's a little too much like that, where you kind of have to like look at those lines again and go, look, she's had a few years of this. Right. She wouldn't she's be this not, naive. She's not going to just go, yeah. you know, I don't need your bulletproof vest. Right. You I'd know, be like, like, dude, put it on me. Like, you, you, exactly. you got to I mean, put that one on too. Like, you, you can't have yeah. them too much from this world of not having this Right. happen over right. and over again and I, her having to live through it. Right? I thought uh, that the waitress, uh, Carmen Diego, I guess, uh, she plays Eva. I thought she did way beyond what was on the page for her. Yeah, And I thought, that, I thought the actress, though she's not horrible, I just thought the actress who played her kid, Chloe, dragged her down. I thought the scenes that she was in almost universally only work when someone else is with her. Right. Like her dialogues with the, with the hero, they work because he's kind of like the average anti-hero like she's asking right. questions she's like okay here's the new rules you right. sh you shut up right now right or i'll leave you right here on the road you right. know i mean but on her own and and taken in that context i just she was kind of pat as a character right. but she right. doesn't ruin anything and 
and even the decisions, again, the, the stuff that I'm trying to explain all seem to happen in the first 20 minutes of the film. And I'm kind of like, well, this was the film I was afraid I was going to get, but I'll sit through it. And then it just right. smartens up, elevates, and doesn't look back at that stuff, really. It just Well, goes. except that I would say uh, I think all through the movie, as, as much as I like the movie and it, it weirdly was fun, a lot of the times that it was fun, it was because you kind of feel like they're building to one direction mm-hmm. and we go somewhere a little bit different. Yeah. Maybe not like the world's most original, brilliant no. thing that ever happened, but we're at not. least trying to do stuff a little bit different than it seems. But then the, the weird thing for me is that there just were, were so many points where the way we're trying to sell things or the way we're trying to make stuff happen just felt really kind of yeah. like you don't have enough experience yeah. because it's just not uh, – it's, it, it's not giving me the chance to – not immediately know what you're going to do with things. Yeah. Like uh, there's, there's one part. So the waitress, um, what ends up happening is that because the guy saves them, uh, the weird government dude with the rail gun in the, yeah. in the back of the truck, you know, tears up his car with right. armor piercing bullets and his car's dead and they need a car. And the waitress says, I have a friend who lives not too far from here, and you get us there safely. She'll give you her car, and then you can go do whatever you have to do. So eventually they make it to the friend's house, and it's like, okay, well, now we can stay here, and we're safe in the friend's building or whatever. Mm -hmm. And as soon as, you know, we're like 20 seconds inside that apartment, and you know it's going to go wrong. Yeah. You know that it's going to all go sideways because yeah. they're just it's being so obvious and overworked. Yeah. About every person's next line. Right. Is you know more just painting on the wall yeah, in yeah. giant letters. It's what, almost like what's like, going to come down. We're safe right? in here, aren't we, Daddy? <laughs> we're very right. safe in here, kid. You know, I mean, just like heavy-handed right. things. Yeah. Right. And and you know exactly yeah. where it's going wrong, and it's like, you Still, know. I like that scene only because of the idea. I didn't like the whole scene. I like the idea of the scene because it, it shows we're seeing a glimpse of the city versus the first film, I guess, is just this one house. Right. And you see people who are inside. They got a lot of stocked up goods. Right. And yet an argument breaks out and someone's like, hey, I could kill you today. It doesn't matter. Right. Today's the day you don't want to push me. Right. Give me the remote. You know, well, that kind of thing. I, I like the theory of the scene. And I, I even kind of like where the scene ends up. Eventually gets, yeah. And, you know, another thing mm-hmm. that I really like about the whole movie in general, which it's trying to make like all these statements, but it finds a way in in the way that it can, you know, just screw with everything by having this one rule yeah. that it can make like lots of statements about everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And even to the extent that so certain people in this apartment get killed and, right. you know, that'll be spoiler alert that'll, or whatever for you. Yeah. But um, even to the extent that you kind of know what's going down, but then you know, so someone basically it seems like has kind of planned that they were going to kill people yeah. on this night right. in, in their own home thing. You know, people murder people all the time yeah. for totally normal reasons other than that they're, that they're just like crazy evil and want to go kill everyone in the whole world, right? right? right. If you just get to like save it up for the one day and just yeah. go – you know, every time someone pisses you off, you're like, I know what day is Thursday. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, but yeah. even to the extent that when we know that's going to happen and we know that's what's going to play out, but so this woman wants to shoot this man and then the wrong person, he's mine. I get to kill him. Right. You know, it's right. like, really? Because I don't care that you killed him and he's dead and that's what I wanted, right. but now I'm going to shoot at you because you're taking away my ability to shoot right. him, which my is courage. what I wanted, right? right. I was yeah. like, wow. There's yeah. like, you can yeah. get so much, but it's just, it builds up to that point yeah. in such a like kind of boring way yeah. that it's just so obvious about everything that it's doing. And it's, it's the waitress's friend who she works with. Right. Who, you know, is just apparently brain dead. Right. Like, 
right. you know, you know what night it is. We're, we've got yeah. it on the TV. Yeah. You know, that's the other kind of funny thing that they throw in just a little bit is that, you know, every once in a while we see where someone's, you know, we're just at home barricaded in watching it on TV. Right. So right. if you're not actually purging, you're yeah. at least watching the footage of, of it going on. One thing about that scene that I also liked um, was that, you know, she, she basically tells the hero, like, yeah, like you said, get us there. You can have my friend's car. And he just very wisely hands her a phone to make sure. Right. She calls. She confirms. We can go. It's only a few blocks away. They've still got to go through a lot of difficulty. They get there, and there's a great moment. Because I'm thinking when they're on their way to that, I'm like, she's just going to give them this car. Like, what is this purge day? How would the insurance pre – like, you just I just lost my car last night. Right. My house got burned down. Like – and then there's an interesting moment that I didn't think was going to happen, which is, you know, there's, it's not quite the plan that she had laid out. Right. And he has to adapt, and only he knows, because he's not sharing the information, why needing a car is so important. And I love that scene for that, because I genuinely was like Novocaine, or I just was looking at other things. I didn't see that coming. And right. I'm like, yeah, all right, this is really good. Right. But it's also purge night. You just lied to this guy. Like, maybe he's going to shoot you now. Who's, like, what are you doing? Right. Who's going to kill people. Right. He's, <laughs> he's very clear he, about this. He's not really, he's not really purging right. in, in some sense of the word. You know, right. the other thing that's cool is that, you know, there are about 15 new words in the yeah. dictionary that have to do with purge night. <laughs> right. Are you purging are you or are you avenging? like, are you like, yeah, purge priming right, or, yeah, you know, right. whatever, like he's not purge baiting for the money. You know, he's, who not, knows? he's not really just going out to right. slaughter people. Right. He's got, he's got an agenda. Like yeah. I said, you know, you just save it up for that day. Yeah. And now I get to go out yeah. and, and kill who I need to kill, but still he's going to kill somebody. Right. And now you're not in any better position right. Because you're in this apartment, for him to not just, you know, take you out, yeah, and you lied to him about what's going on, and and like what you said, when that scene goes bad, when that house, you know, when that apartment really turns into a bloodbath, and now their sanctity is gone, and she's with him again, and he's looking at her like, oh, you need me now, <laughs> right? Exactly. We would have had a car, made this a lot easier, and the right. look on her face. I really loved her acting in this. The look on her face of just like, man, I have really screwed this up. Right. That did not I'm go wicked well. sorry. And he's just like, I, I just get out of my way. Right. Really. So. But see, also at that point, there are certain like steps where, you know, the movie wants to do everything, which yeah. that it kind of trips over itself yeah. to a certain extent because it wants to have so many things happen. So, you know, then we get to the apartment. Mm -hmm. We, we want to have this you know, piece where we lied to him. Right. Then like now shooting starts in that apartment we thought was safe. Right. So now we got to get out of there, except that then you kind of think, and he's like, oh, door, door, run right. for the door. And everyone runs out. But you know, he's at the doorway with a really big gun. Yeah. That yeah. he could just, he, there's only a few people in there. Right. I mean, there's only a couple people in there. One of them's dead before we even start running. Right. And you know, he's got like one chick with a gun. Right. He just like, you know, open up in that apartment, and then he's got an apartment to hide to in. Yeah. Except that we we kill that off because the government's after right. him and right. following him and who knows what. But anyway, as soon as we, like, get out of that, then it's like we want to have this other part where we have, like, yeah. the little hunting thing. Yeah. So that at a certain point, it becomes like, you know, everything has to happen to these people yeah, all yeah, in right. 12 hours, right. and it gets a little bit... Yeah, uh, it gets a little bit hard to swallow after right. a while, except that they kind of tie things together okay. It's and, interesting and, the way they do it. And I, and, I and there's it. such a tone of, mm -hmm. there's just a really great job with the tone of like building this tension, except at the same time, it's almost like the movie's kind of winking at you, yeah. you know, like going, look, we're just having fun. Right. And so, right. and you know, there's a, a fairly decent part of my rating really that I think comes from this is what they wanted to do and they did it really well. Yeah, and I if agree. you can do it this well, yeah. then you, you got to get some points for that. Especially you know? when there were all these easy outs for you to really take and just be like kind of standard. Like I wrote that a million years ago. You've seen right, this a million right. times. We're just going to do it this way this time. Like he's, he's not reinventing the wheel. He's just spinning in a different direction when you think it right. should go one way. And, and I like how just throwaway, you know, how sometimes there's just a throwaway line that kind of 
establishes that world and does it perfectly, which is why it's frustrating later when he has a moment to use a line and it undermines stuff. Right. Again, like the dad avenging his stuff. They're going through a district where there's all kinds of banks and the, one of the characters is like, this place is, you know, empty. And the guy just says, you know, all the banks know about Purge Night. They move their money elsewhere. Right. You know, and I'm like, that's a perfect summation except, of what would be awesome. Except, except Purge Night goes on everywhere. I don't know where all the banks are moving their money. Because exactly. It's not Purge well, in Well, they're moving it out of, out of the country. Right. I guess. Except here's, here's the thing that that's a good example for me of the whole movie in in that one part where they talk about that yeah. because the whole movie is filled so much with there are so many moments where like you said someone will throw out a line and you'll go i i believe that line mm-hmm. or something they will they will spend so much focus on something where they they think you know how does a person who really lives here what would they say right and you get a lot of really good stuff there yeah. But then you get the opposite too. Then, yeah. You get you get the opposite thing where you're going. No one who lives here would do that. Would say that, yeah. And you have to live yeah. with that. Like you know, no one who lives in this world would be asleep. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. As soon as I saw that guy sleeping, I was like, oh, right, back. Right, you know, right. I mean, and it's I would so late in the coffee. movie. I'd be up all night. Right. Who the I'll hell sleep would sleep? You know, I'll Seriously. sleep the next day. But tonight, I'm going to make sure I make it. Yeah. I mean, the, the, it would be like, you know, no one would go to work for like a day before and a day after. Yeah. I mean, because a lot of vacation days. I'm not leaving. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, right. and there's there's so much where you go, you know, figure out a way to make it happen. And that's a good example of let's try and show that we're thinking about how this world works. Mm-hmm. And at the exact same time. Clearly, we're not thinking about how this world works, right? Because it's yeah. funny that they, you know, all the banks are in this one place. No one's going to bother going there because there's nothing there. Right. And, you know, no people are going to be there anyway, except for the people who maybe go, no one goes here, so let's hide here. <laughs> right. Or who knows. Right. But all the banks move their money, apparently, offshore, because, like you said, it yeah. <laughs> it goes on in the whole country. Right. Except that then that opens the door for going, you know, I'm just being a hacker on Purge Night. Right. I'm That's gonna all be, I'm going to do. I'm going to be in a bunker and right. all crimes are legal. Right. I'm, I own everything in yeah. the morning. Yeah, I right. mean, yeah. And, and, like, you don't have to – do you have to steal the physical money? Why? Yeah. Why do you have to steal the physical money? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just there's so much that the, the money – like you said, the money – some money is somewhere. Right. And, and then they've got this whole thing like – you know, once we build enough stuff in, like the massive, complicated world rich people have created that is like, you know, some rich people are basically selling purge to other rich people yeah. for a lot of money in really complicated ways. And then you've also got rich people who, you know, apparently are just safe in their compounds and are, you know, freaking like ordering in. Yeah, people right. to purge whatever. Right. or whatever. At some point, after years of doing this, you know, you've got massive armies of people coordinating themselves yeah. to kill all the rich people. Do, yeah. Way more than this little, you know, you've got this one guy putting out radio broadcasts right, right. or whatever because it. There, I mean, as much as this movie wants to sell the fact on if. Anyone who had the chance would kill people, mm-hmm. especially rich people. Right. All rich people, if, yeah. if you walked up to any rich person and said, whack that dude, and you'll get away with it, they all would jump on that. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is just bizarre. Poor people mostly will hide. Right, right. And rich people will spend tons of money on various ways to be able to kill people. Right. That's how the right. world works, right? right? <laughs> Except that there's got to, you know, there's a lot more especially for like poor people, there's you know, there's a lot more in it for them mm-hmm. to figure out how yeah. to get paid. Right. Like we see some of them do, right. but in like way more yeah, coordinated more efforts after like the 6th year. There's a know? there's a couple moments again like what we were saying, there's a moment later when someone um someone dies and the person that cares about them, you know, holding them and trying to comfort and in their moment of grief says, I want to purge. 
like right. we're getting out of here. And then the, the underground group comes in that is, that is supposed to be like a Black Panther kind of group. They come right. in and they're like, come on, let's go. He's, you know, they're gone. And, you know, that character says, I want to purge now. And that's that's an interesting thing in the context of the film, because this person wasn't ever going to be that that person. Right. This is all it takes. Right. You know, this is what it takes to make you like an animal like them. Like there's a whole lot of really interesting commentary going on with the guy's story that he's telling. And even though the very end, the, I mean, we're getting close on the end of time anyway, and right. I'm not going to spoil the end, but the very end kind of soliloquy, which I feel, again, sets up the third film about all the big government. Government's not seen the purge fast enough, so they sent us out. Clearly, this guy has a very, and I mean, uh, the director and the writer, has a very specific kind of Oliver Stone-ish take on the world, or this world, and right. this, this country. And it's an interesting story that, that for the most part, I, I really had a lot of fun with and I was surprised with and surprised at how much fun I was having. And there were so many great gems, but every once in a while it follows up a gem with a real turd. Right, right. And that's kind of the awkward, like, uh, I'm still seven, you know, I am seven officially. I, I could see seven and a half, but, you know, I had, you know, on a scale of fun, I was eight, eight and a half. Like, right. I'm just having a blast with it. It, right. was, it was surprisingly fun. And for people who didn't want to listen to the show, that's your prerogative. If you're listening, I would say, actually, go check this out just on a point of curiosity. It's a little bit more fun if you don't have the expectations. And I'd be curious if anyone disagreed because I still think it's just laid back, good time, summer film. Right. So. It, it, it was weirdly interesting to watch yeah. all of it, even the parts that go wrong. Even the you're, parts You're that still kind of going, yeah. ah, we could have right. thought about that more or something like that. But still, none of it was ever... Uh, like, oh, God, I can't watch this anymore, right. you know? Right. And which I kind of expected I it to too. get to that I point, I eventually right? thought we'd get there, yeah. And none of it was like, uh, none of it, in a very oddly refreshing way, none of it, the movie was going, you're the audience and you're so stupid, this is what I have to do. Right. You know, which is right. like what you kind of expect from a lot of stuff. Yeah. There was, you know, there were little things here and there that you kind of rolled your eyes at you know there's like the rat jumps on her leg that was horrible in order to oh, make man. in order for her to make some noise which was yeah. really goofy and then you know we could have taken out that whole thing yeah. from start to finish and we would have only improved things yeah because it's not only bad that the rat climbs on her but then this guy who's who's our you know man in black yeah He's like, oh, wait, hold on, and then hold my gun. Right. And then this guy who's got like a foot and a half and like 200 pounds on him. It's like Hulk Hogan walks around around the corner. backwards. Like kind of like, if you're there, this is what I'm doing. And he Uh, grabs him and puts him in a chokehold. I forgot about that. And it like works. Yeah. And it was at that point that I was like, oh, this is going to suck all together, right? I'm like, why would you have that in there? It. It makes no sense, and it doesn't do anything anyway. It's it's a, it's a completely pointless little yeah. bit of nonsense. Like somehow we're it, yeah. if we sell him a little bit on being superhuman or something, right. then right. I don't know. It, it was it was a very it was a very, right. it was a very goofy part. Yeah. And it was at exactly the wrong point in the <laughs> it movie. It was really bad. Yeah, where you go, uh oh, it might all. Right, go jump off the cliff right now, right. and turn into really, who knows what? Right, like, there will be like murder and clowns and right, yeah, aliens will show up. Every, you don't know what's going to happen yeah. now because this is crazy. But, yeah. but there was so much of it that was really good, and the only problems I had with it really were if we just had somebody else look at it a little bit and go, you know, just make her say like three different words yep. or, you know, just make this, just this like little tweak. Yeah. And, you know, for a guy who's putting out original stories for yeah. really little money, it's, it's hard to, it's, it's hard to hit him really hard for that. Yeah. And, it feels and, a bit nitpicky, but still it isn't. It's, it's very obvious, right. you know, that when it's not working, it doesn't work and it's because of this, but right. And then the end is is really awful. Yeah, it just for me. I, I thought I thought the end was awful just because there's all this 
and then nothing happens with any yeah. of it. And yeah. it's just sort of like it wants uh, to teach a lesson, and it wants the to alarm show. goes off, yeah. and now it's morning, and, and we we're done. Everything back. And it, it reminds me, we're we're quickly running out of time. But I yeah. felt that end was cribbed from a Looney Tunes episode where Wiley e. Coyote faces Sam the Shepherd, <laughs> you know the fa- uh, the dog, and the the whistle blows, and he's about to pummel him, and he just puts him down and says, oh, "I'll see you tomorrow, Ralph." Right. Like that's the kind of version I got, and right. it doesn't pretend that it's going to give you that. It actually pretends it's going to give you something totally it, different. It pretends so. that we're going to get somewhere yeah. after the morning, where the morning's not going to matter so much because right. we've, got, we've got other things to do. We've yeah. found out things. We've, you know, the stuff has happened, and we've got more to do than just wait for the bell to go off yeah. so that we can all go back to our lives. Yeah. And yet, kind of, that's, it's that's what happens. Yeah, and it kind of all right. Anyway, we're out of time. So uh, next week, I have no idea. I don't know. I, I don't know. There's a lot of options there next are. next week, and we could go any any different direction. Yeah. But there's a lot of uh, really cool stuff coming out soon. But uh, like we'll I said, see some of it. Um, thanks a lot for tuning in. We'll see you next week with something. And uh, share, subscribe, and otherwise uh, force people you know and don't to listen to the show. Right. <laughs> thanks. Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.